Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Portions of Rigs Off the Radio powered by America's favorite sauce that's served in a boat. Gravy. Try gargling with it. Gargleywithgravy.com The following may contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. What you're about to hear is the inside leftovers from Riggs's brain throughout his day. Since you probably hear everything that happens on the radio, and this is the stuff that happens off the radio. Riggs Off the Radio. Now here's your host. What up? Welcome to episode six of Riggs Off the Radio. Appreciate you checking it out again. This week... A little bit different, no guests, just me giving you some tips for the next time you're looking to buy a car because I was kind of in the market for a car because I thought that my SUV, my Ford Escape Enrique was going to die and he may very well die soon, but until then, I'm just going to drive until the wheels fall off. But we were totally in the market for a car for about a week and a half and I was looking up ways to buy cars. I'm not sure about you, but buying a car is one of the most nerve-wracking things I can possibly do. I hate negotiating prices. I hate talking about money. But here's some tips that'll help you get the best deal when you're going to buy a new or a used car. I'll share them with you in a second. But first, a word from our sponsors. Is your carpeting starting to look dull and drab? Maybe the drapes don't even match the carpeting anymore. Why not try a deep steam clean from the professionals at Cleveland Steamers? Number one at being number two. Cleveland Steamers. For that fresh carpet smell every time. If you didn't know this, the minute you drive a new car off the lot, it immediately loses value. Let's say you buy a car for $35,000, right? As Soon as you drive it off the lot, the value goes down by 11% because cars are horrible investments. You never get your money back out of them. It's not like buying a house. You know, if you buy a house, you can make improvements to it. You can put in new bathrooms. You can put a new roof on the house. You can immediately add value to your house. And you can pay down a house, you can sell it back, you can make your money back. With a car, you can pimp it out as much as you want to. But unless you find somebody that wants to give you back all the money you dumped into your car, you're not going to get the money back. So the $35,000 car is now only worth $31,000, 11% less as soon as you drive it off the lot. A year later, its value has decreased by 25%. Now it's only worth $26,000. Three years later, the car's value is almost decreased by half, $18,000 what it's worth. Five years later, that $35,000 car that you bought, only worth about $12,000, maybe thirteen. dollars That's a decrease of 63%. Now you're probably upside down on the car, which is where a lot of people find themselves because you financed $35,000 and you got an interest rate and now you owe... $15,000, but your car's only worth $12,000. That's when you're upside down. That sucks. My advice to you would be to never buy a new car ever, especially after I bought a new car and I lost my ass on it. I'm not going to do that again, ever. So now I've bought a used car. I've paid him off. His name is Enrique. I'm not in the market for a new car yet. But when I am, I found some really good tips. 
you got to do your research. It all starts with your research. Knowledge is power. You can use stuff like AutoTrader, Consumer Reports, Kelly Blue Book is great. Cars.com is an awesome website. Or you can just go to a lot of dealers. They have their own websites and they have a completely updated list of their stock. You can go there, stock the car that you want. That way, when you walk into the dealership, you know what you want to do. You don't have to hem and haw with the sales guy. You just walk in and say, I want to look at the uh, the Prius. I want to look at the uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's a 97. I need to look at that one. Give them the stock number. You'll blow their mind. Another thing that I learned about buying a car is to do your financing through your bank. Go to the bank directly because going to the dealership you're not going to get as good of a rate as if you just went to your own bank or a credit union, for example. You go there ahead of time, you fill out the paperwork, and you find out how much you can spend. And it actually keeps you more responsible because you say, all right, I can only get a loan for $10,000. So you know that you can spend $10,000 on a car. You have a price in mind, and you don't end up getting bent over a barrel and spending more than you're comfortable spending. Because it always happens. You get in there, the heat of the moment, you love this car, and you start thinking to yourself, oh, you know what? I can spend a little bit more money. Mm, It's better to know how much you have to spend. It's almost like gambling. When you go gambling to a casino, you want to have a set amount of money that you're going to spend in mind. Because if you don't, you're going to lose your ass. Another tip would be to shop around. You don't have to go to just one dealership. There's so many main dealerships to look at, plus there's so many little offshoot dealerships. Like there was a tiny little dealership that I found in the town of Cudahy in Wisconsin. It's a family-owned dealership, and there was no BS. My wife and I probably went there and looked at three different cars, test drove them all, and were never once pressured by the sales guy. I mean, that's a sign of a good car dealership, I think. I hate being pressured. That's the worst. Another tip for buying a car, you want to negotiate your terms, all right? What this means is the payments that you're going to be making, because a lot of times they're going to try to get you with the payments. They'll be like, oh, what kind of payment do you want to be? We can get your payment to this. Look at the full price of the car, how much you're actually paying for the car, because they might be able to trick you into it, because that wonderful payment might be attached to like a 72-month loan. You know how long 72 months is? That's six years. You're going to be paying off that car for six years. I mean, you can do whatever you want with your loan. It's your money, but you're going to be paying a lot more over the long run because all that interest is going to add up. Now, when you go to buy the car and you want to buy a used one, or maybe you do want a new car, if you're going to look for a new car, like a brand, brand new car, look for what's called program cars because a lot of times dealerships, they have to let people test drive cars, right? So they're going to let somebody test drive a brand new car. Oftentimes, I love that word, oftentimes, you'll end up finding a deal on a car with maybe three to 5,000 miles on it, and they can't sell it as new anymore, so you're already getting a pretty good deal on it. So if you want a newer car, look for a car that's been used a little bit, maybe even that's been used as a rental. Sometimes you can find a great deal on something like that. Then you're in a newer car, and you're not losing all the money when you drive it off the lot. Another good tip is don't mention your trade-in. If you're trading in your car, don't mention it until the end. Negotiate the deal with the new car that you're buying and then say, oh yeah, uh, how much can we get for my trade-in? Because if you mention it at the beginning, the dealer's probably going to use this information against you. For example, let's say you're looking at like a $22,000 car, right? The lowest price the dealer can give you, let's say, is like $18,000, but he's not going to tell you that, right? 
So if you have a trade-in worth $2,000, the dealer might offer to give you the car for $20,000 plus the additional $2,000 for the trade-in for the total purchase price of $18,000. Now, if you hadn't mentioned your trade-in, you probably could have negotiated the price down to $18,000, and then you tell the dealer about your trade-in, then he gives you $2,000 for it, then you end up only paying $16,000 for the car. Does that make sense? Don't tell him about your trade-in. Don't show him all your cards. Another thing, let them bring up the price first. Don't mention a price first. And if you get to a point where you want to make an offer on the car, don't bring up a number. Always ask them. Say, so what's the lowest price you can give me on this car? What's the best deal you can give me on this car? Start the negotiation process. And don't be afraid to walk away. There's tons of cars out there. Maybe you'll find a dream car somewhere else. Because walking away a lot of times is the best thing you can do in a negotiating situation, especially when you're buying a car. Think about it. You're going to make a deal on a car, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I want this. Have a great day. You walk away. That sales guy's gonna call you, or he's gonna flag you down. It happened to be when I was buying my very first car with my dad. He only wanted to pay $1,500 for this piece of crap Mitsubishi Eclipse. But the dealer wanted $3,000 for it. My dad was like, we're not paying any more than $1,500 for this thing. I was like, Dad, I want this car. We can't just leave. We're not going to get this car. I want this Mitsubishi Eclipse. It looks so sweet. I'm a teenage kid. I want to drive my Eclipse around. So my dad goes, we'll give you $1,500 for it. The dealer guy goes, I can't do that. Have a nice day. And my dad said, all right, see you later. As we got in my dad's car and started driving off, we could see the sales guy running out, flagging us down. Wait, wait, okay, 1500 We can do 1500 It was showing them that you're willing to walk away that says, we're going to lose this deal. So sometimes it'll end up working out in your favor, but you got to show them that you're willing to walk away from the deal. And stick to your guns, too. It might suck, and you might be like, I really want this car. But walking away can sometimes be one of the biggest bargaining chips you'll have. Once you get down to the negotiating process, you got the deal on the car that you want, you've negotiated your trade-in value, and now they're going to start hitting you with the add-ons, you know, the little things that you probably don't need, like rust-proofing. Is that even still a thing? Do they still say that? Sometimes they'll offer the extended warranty. A lot of times these extended warranties that the dealerships offer are really expensive, and the coverage is so limited that it doesn't really cover the costs of anything you would need. A lot of times if you're buying a newer car, it's going to come with a manufacturer warranty or... It's going to have some of the manufacturer warranty even left over from a couple years ago. Let's say right now you bought a 2016 car. If that car came with a five-year warranty, you still got probably a good two and a half, three years left on that warranty. You especially want to avoid the extended warranty if they're going to loop it into your financing. Now the total cost of the warranty is going to be insane because now you're also paying the interest on your warranty. That's looped into your car. So now that $16,000, the deal that you thought were getting great, they've tacked on now a $2,000 warranty. Now you're paying $18,000 for this car. It just doesn't make sense. If you really, 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 really feel like you need to buy an extended warranty, buy it separately. Make it separate from the purchase of your car. Buy the car and then buy the warranty separate. Don't loop them together. Another great tip if you're buying a used car is to take it to a mechanic or a repair shop and have them give it a good once-over. Look under the hood, look at the wheels, look at the brakes, look at the engine. Even you could test it yourself. Look at little things like the glove compartment. Does it open and close? Little annoying things. Do the knobs work? Does the seat go forward and backwards? 
Pretend like you're in the car in an everyday situation. Turn the heat on, turn the air on, turn them both on. Make sure that everything works. The last thing you want to do is buy a car in the winter and the heater works great. And then summertime rolls around and the AC doesn't work because you didn't try it. But if you're buying a used car, you can take it to a mechanic, but take it to a different mechanic that's not at the dealership. Somebody that can look at your car. They'll charge you a fee for it, but it's worth it. They might find something wrong on it or they might say this car looks great. You're getting a really good deal on it. It, then you have a little bit more peace of mind and you're more confident when you're buying the car. And make sure you're buying a car that you can afford. Don't go beyond your means. Remember, this is just a car. It's not a status symbol anymore. It gets you from point A to point B. Nobody thinks you're cooler because you drive a nicer car. At least I don't. I don't think anybody judges you on your car anymore. Unless you're some sort of hotshot New York lawyer, nobody gives a crap if you're driving a pickup truck or a van or anything. As long as it's good for you and you can afford it and it gets you from point A to point B and you can afford the payments and you're not upside down on it, you do you with your car. But I thought I would give you some tips this week for buying a new car because we may be in the market for one. I just hope that I'm not because my car is paid off. I don't want to have payments. I hate car payments. I don't miss having a car payment. So thanks for checking out this week's edition of Rigs Off the Radio. Interesting, informative, maybe you're still listening. That's a good sign, right? Uh, Coming up this Monday for Mental Health Monday, I'm talking to a doctor, like a legit doctor, the chief clinical officer for Rogers Behavioral Health, Dr. Bradley Riemann. We're going to discuss obsessive compulsive disorder. It's a very complicated disorder. A lot of times people misdiagnose and they say, oh, my OCD is killing me. Well, a lot of times you're misdiagnosing yourself. Are you helping or hurting the stigma with mental health? We'll discuss this coming Monday for Mental Health Monday. Rigs off the radio. Enjoy the rest of your day, your night, your morning, your weekend, whenever you're listening. And remember, make good life decisions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.